comedy game design podcast by two guys who know nothing about comedy nor game design. I'm Ben Slinger and I am live at PAX. Yes, and I'm also live here. Trevor this is also here. Yes. <laughs> so it's not like uh, just Ben is here. <laughs> so forgive our background noise, but that's just to prove that we're here. Yes. And we're going to record a little a little episode. Maybe 299.5, I'm not sure. Yes, we don't know where it's going to sit in the, the lead up to 300. It won't be 300, I don't think, but no. maybe it is. Maybe we couldn't get anything else and this is 300, so welcome. Yes. Uh, so we're just going to play some click pitch. Um, we're going to play some click pitch. If anyone we knows walk, no, if anyone we know walks past, then we'll bring them in and they can play too. But chances are it'll just be us. Most likely. Okay. Let's so click pitch is a game where we have a random word generator. Blah 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 blah. You know, you know the deal by now. If you're listening to this for the first time, welcome. You'll you'll get it as we go along. Okay. So my first word is test. And I'm going to use Trevor's phone because I didn't pull mine out. My first word is center. Test center. Testing center for what? What are they testing for? Yeah, okay. Um, well... <laughs> sorry, I'm, just, I'm trying to get like prompts from our environment to see if anything will, will come up. Um, Plenary. Hmm? Uh, plenary. <laughs> the, pl- the plenary test centre. <laughs> no. Look, there's a Hollywood side out there. <laughs> Ship. Is it a is it a is it a pirate test? You're testing. It's like the Voight camp in Blade Runner, mm-hmm. except it tests if you're a pirate, and they just make you you have to say words with the syllable R in them, and if you like extend that out too long. Yeah. Then they know you're a pirate. This Ooh. is a world where, you know, yeah, pirates I d- I are, do like are looked that. down upon. I, I like the idea also that the testing centre does more than just testing pirates, but it also tests pirate ships. Okay. For, like, seaworthiness? Seaworthiness. Like, this is just... Like, intimidation tactics? Uh, does it does it look like a, you know, the... One of the uh, Spanish gal- galleon sort of ships, uh-huh. and therefore it looks. Too oh, so it's almost or- like um, <laughs> it's like the Sorting Hat from from Hogwarts, but it's putting ships into categories. <laughs> yeah, it could be, could be. I mean, I, I'm, I'm this now- ship's really more of a Ravenclaw. Um, this ship vibe. over here is more of a it's a Hufflepuff sort of ship. Yeah, yeah. it's got some soft round edges. It sort of looks a bit friendly, but you know, it doesn't take any shit. Yeah, when you get up to it. Okay, so what happens in this game? Are, are you the person who's administering the test? Well, I think of very much along the lines of Blade Runner. You yourself are hunting these pirates, mm. but the question becomes, are you yourself a pirate? a pirate? And you maybe don't even know it. Yeah, I do like that. I do mm. like that a lot. Like, the hook should have been a dead giveaway, but... Yeah, but this is also it's also a dystopic future. So like there's a lot of missing limbs. It's not a yeah. it's not a sure sign. No. Um you know, you, you do have to kind of let people know, no, this was not a you know, nautical based accident that I lost my hand in. It was mm-hmm. actually it was I mean, technically it was a fight with a pirate, but like I'm a pirate hunter, you know, you kind of have to explain. Yeah. Yeah. And in fact, 
three quarters of the game is explaining that you're... It's just explaining. <laughs> it's just a dialogue tree-based thing and you have to come up with the right answers yourself. It's almost like a reverse pirate test. Like, you're mm. administering these tests while at the same time protesting too much... Yes, that you are not <laughs> that you a pirate. you are not a pirate. But I'm not a pirate. I'm just giving Even you- though you fail the test every single time, like... You're, it's just because you spend so much time around pirates because you're hunting them. Yes. Yeah. You talk on some of their mannerisms. Yeah. Um, so, sorry, I just... You know how in the Voight Camp test, in, like in Blade Runner in the movie, it like focuses on their eye? Mm. And and I'm just picturing that, but it's on their eye patch eye. <laughs> <laughs> and all you see is an eye patch. You just see the eye patch. It's just black. Yeah. With, with a little skull and crossbones. And... Again, that should have been the dead giveaway, but... Oh, of yourself, yeah. <laughs> yourself and them. <laughs> you just look exactly like a pirate, but you're not a pirate. Like, you have to keep telling everyone. Yes. It's just because you, you have to get into their head to be able to hunt them. Yes. Yes, and... Yes, you, you've picked up some of their accent. And yes, you've got a black beard. And yes, you, yeah. you may have a pet, called, uh, a pet parrot called Polly. Like, exactly, but like... That's irrelevant. Um, what else happens at this testing centre? Because obviously... Well, they have to be sure. Yeah. So there's the initial sort of interview test, which is the very Voigtkamp style, uh, you know, in- interview test. But then they put you on a like a mock ship mm. and make sure you don't know what you're doing. Yeah, and then also they take you through with the armoury. Mm. Where they've got lots of different weapons, yeah. and there's one like modern day pistol. And if you don't pick up the modern day pistol, and you instead pick up a cutlass, or, like a blunderbuss, or a blunderbuss, yeah. or any of the other sort of weapons, then yeah. I know you might be. A you lose points. I mean, you, it's 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 evidence. Yes, that's taken to play. And then actually, there is a jury of your Pirates. peers. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, could be part. You know, it's a mix. Uh, and you have to testify, uh, a la, a la and, your and ace, um, ace attorney. As does your parrot in a separate room, like they separate you, <laughs> separate trials. <laughs> There's three trials. There's three trials. <laughs> There's a trial of swordplay, a trial the of uh, treasure, treasure, huntry. treasure huntry, and um, the other one, thieving. Thieving? Yeah, it's where you had to steal the idol. Oh, the idol, yeah. yeah. Okay, uh, that was a Monkey uh, Island reference, just in case you couldn't tell. Yeah. Uh, my word is display. Display familiar. Familiar display. Oh, what if this was a magic world that had technology, and instead of having, like, oh, a legit animal, an, an animal familiar, you have a digital familiar. Because, I like that. Because it, it turns out that, you know... The actual familiars, they they don't like being told to do all this sort of stuff and having to go and, you know, find information for them. So you just instead have a digital assistant or a digital I wonder if sort of bringing in the magical kind of thing, I, I, I sort of like this idea of all the familiars have died out, mm. but a certain number of their souls or their, like, essence has been kept. Yeah. And so modern day... Witches or whatever, yep, uh, have imbued though that essence into techno- technological familiars that brings them to life. So there's a limited number. 
Yeah. There are a limited number of these things, so it's actually fairly rare to have an actual familiar that has the essence of a true familiar. Yeah. But maybe there are, like, magicians who are creating purely technological ones and trying to, like, compete yep. in that way. And just the idea of mixing magic and technology and having, having like, an interface that, that can literally trans... You know, translate between. I do like that. It's like you have your familiar like translate the ancient ancient text, but but they you know, and then they then they OCR use OCR um, it basically. <laughs> but they, this is my familiar OCR. Yep. Um, and oh look, they've turned into a QR code. I've I've now got a. <laughs> you look at their spell book and it's just QR codes. It's all QR codes. <laughs> um, no, but I like that and and that. You know, at the end of the day, you your familiar hops off your shoulder. It's a very parrot-looking familiar, but with like a face for a screen. Yeah, uh, a screen for a face. Screen for a face. A screen for a face. And you like it. It like shits out a little USB cord that you plug into your computer and download yeah. all the things it's seen and all the you know the translations and stuff. Yeah, um, it's wireless charging though. Uh, you've actually got like a- <laughs> you've got like little epaulets that are wireless charging platforms. Yeah. <laughs> and that's, that's why they can they can be on your arm. That's why they have to be on the shoulder or on the arm. Yeah, shoulder, arm. Yeah, everyone um, has their own like fashion style. You know, style for where they sit there. <laughs> They're wirelessly charged. My, familiar. Mine, mine's a backpack. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, if you need a lot of processing power in yeah. your familiar, maybe you're doing some real hardcore necromancy. Yeah, you have to store like the essence of your whole human beings. Yeah, you need a lot of hard drive space. Need a lot of hard drive space. I mean, just the neurons alone. I mean, yeah, that's it. You got to store it all in memory so that their their brain doesn't just disintegrate their mind. Yeah, I mean, then that's how that's how you actually make it familiar. If you've accidentally destroyed a human's mind, they just become, you know, yeah. something lesser. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so what's the game then? So we've sort of this is a good little bit of world building. Yeah, I assume you play. Is this one where you're like an up-and-coming magic user and you're trying to get yourself a familiar as part of the story, perhaps? Maybe you've yeah. got a mentor. You've got a mentor and you've got like, you've got a trainee familiar. As in, and in other words, it's it's not a real familiar, it's just like what... Um, oh, like a training familiar. A like training they, familiar. That they give in, you, yeah... It's just a digital AI. It's not actually. It doesn't have the actual essence of. Yeah, it's like on your smartwatch. Yeah, but it's to teach you how to use a, you know, how how to do magic with a familiar. Yeah, it's just a digital face. Yeah, that that kind of helps you out a little bit. Mm. Um, It's almost the tutorial of the game. Yeah, but it's the first half of the game. (laughs) Yeah, well, a good chunk of the game, maybe the first, you know, act. Um, Well, yeah, I mean, I guess it depends on is the whole goal of the game. You know, you end up. Your goal is to become a more powerful magic user with your own familiar and sort of outstrip your mentor, or yeah. is that the, just the is that just the beginning? And then most of the game is spent as you know this magic user. Maybe like the prologue is you being trained by this mentor. Yeah, that ends with some sort of your mentor being killed or like some sort of big emotional thing. You inherit their familiar. Or like you manage to get away, maybe it's broken. Yep. Maybe you manage to get away with their familiar. The essence is still in there, mm. but the, the the technological parts of it are broken. And then it's a big fetch quest across lots of different levels of having to having yeah, to yeah, like it, that. It's maybe a bit of a 
I mean, I kind of see this as like a a three D collectathon sort of thing yeah. with interspersed like. I'm picturing maybe a bit of like Psychonauts. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. like that style. Like it's pretty still, it's still pretty heavy on story, but yes, there are platforming and collectible elements as you kind of go visit these different areas to first fix your familiar and then. Use it to like avenge your mentor's death, mm. and then you find out that actually they were evil the whole time. Yeah, and then yeah. you have to defeat them with their mm. own familiar. I, I do really like that. <laughs> I mean, that's you know, that it, it writes itself in a way, but it really does. Um, <laughs> one thing I do like about this is that because we've combined technology and magic, that the powers that you get can be like, mm. oh, this time you got a grappling gun. This time you, you know, you happen to get. You know, a, a, a spell to you know make rain happen or whatever. whatever yeah, it is. like you've got a lot of options there. Certainly for what types of effect, like what types of gameplay. And then you've also got a tree that you can go down. Of what are you gonna? What are you gonna? Like a tech you know, tree, sort of. You got a tech tree and you have got a magic tree. You know which. Well, one I you like that actually more? too. Like that you can choose perhaps to go more technology focused or more magic focused. Mm-hmm. And that you get different styles of, of mechanics, whether you end up needing to use them all anyway or whatever, but like that you can sort of choose which direction to go down. Yeah. Um, well, this is really cool. Let's click again. I need to get my phone up and running let's again because it's closing. Again. That, that was, I like that idea, though. I feel like uh, magic and tech is missed. Okay. Is this my word? This is your word. Sure. Election. Sun. Ooh, we're, we're electing a new son. We're electing a new son. This is S-U-N, by the way, uh, for those who obviously can't yes. see the word. Electing a new son. What happened to the old son? Or we're just, like, deposing the Depo- son. Deposing the existing son, because... It's like, this climate change shit is all your fault, all son. All your fault. Even it's not though, us. No, it's not us. Just because we're trapping all of the heat, like, you're the one giving it to us. Yeah. We need a cooler son. Someone you... A cool son who you want to sit down and have a beer with. You basically, we want the... we. If you remember seeing a picture of a son with sunglasses, that's what we want. We yeah, want we want exactly. Son. Yes, we want that classic like eight-year-old drawing hmm. of a son with sunglasses. Where's that son? Tell me exactly. Like, I'm imagining that he sends like the. Uh, I've just I've just gendered the son. That's not that's not very good. <laughs> um, he or she? Um, they. The, yeah, the, they. The they. son uses they them pronouns. I think. Yeah. Um, so. They send down like a emissary yep. of themselves to Ra. Is um, Ra the sun god? Yeah, it, it is from Egyptian mythology, I think. I don't know. It doesn't have to be Ra. I was just that was the first sun based. No, it's Ray. 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 Yeah. Okay. Rays, Ray. Yeah. Ray. The sun's emissary. Ray. That makes yep. sense. Yeah, because that that makes more sense. Yeah. Um, so, sons, Ra. Have we been mispronouncing Ra this whole time? Actually, maybe. Like, maybe that's actually the Egyptian god Ray. <laughs> it's just it's just some dude. And it's just like, Raymond. Oh, no. <laughs> Ray for short, Raymond. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Um, Ray comes down representing the sun in this election. Yeah. Yeah. The current sun. The, the current sun. Yeah. The uptight, hot-headed sun. And it turns out that really what we're electing is a new emissary. Is it a new emissary? Is it turns out that Ray was just a dude many years ago, mm. and the reason why the sun is not so cool anymore is because the, they elected this dude Ray on on a oh okay on a joke, and Ray affected 
Ray became the personification of the sun, okay. and he's just a douche. And it's just all gone to his head. Yeah, in this time. So he's just has he just been wandering around the earth? No, 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 no. He's, no, he's been up with the sun hanging he's, out. He's been up with the sun hanging out as and as like all these ideas and into the yeah. sun's head. Right, he's sort of like the vizier by his side. He sees himself as a god. Mm, he's, yeah, and and but that's just really not good. It's just Ray. But then again, Ray, when you get asked if you are a god or not, you say yes. yes. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, he saw that movie and thought it was talking directly to him. So. Exactly. So, I did not plan that. That just came no, came no. to my head. So, thank you very much. Um, that was actually kind of cool. Let's see what what happens next with the cool son. I'm thinking like a character like a Sloane's Mackenzie, you know. Oh, it's the it's very much that yes, that personification of cool then of of someone who is the epitome. <laughs> it, it, it it pans across and it's like the Fonz, Sloane's Mackenzie, and some other cool guy. And then it's got um, cool hand look. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Mr. Freeze. <laughs> I did think of Arnold Schwarzenegger as Mr. Freeze because he has those really great one-liners. Yes. Eyes to meet great. you. Mm. Um, yeah, Objectively so anyway, great. Objectively yes. great, yes. <laughs> great when you're just thinking about it, not great when you're watching the movie. Um, yeah, so, okay, so you got all these really cool guys and then the coolest guy walks in. Yeah. And Played by Paul Rudd. Paul, I mean... It, it, it is literally just Paul Rudd. It's, just, it's actually Paul Rudd. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just Ray up against Paul Rudd. Yep. Um, and so the gameplay is you play Paul Rudd. Mm, you actually get... Mm. Well, you don't really get to play him. You get to tell him what to do. You get to play... Oh, you're his, like, advisor. You're his conscience. Oh, oh okay. So, so more, more sort of internal than that. Yeah. Okay, so, so, but he doesn't always listen. He doesn't because always if you listen. Don't, because if you tell you, him to, you, to do something you, that's not cool enough. You can't tell Paul what Paul Rudd Nobody what tells to do. Paul Rudd what to do. The, the world is like, Paul Rudd, you should be aging. And Paul Rudd's just like, fuck off. And, and Paul Rudd is literally like, directors don't even tell me what to do. I directed Ant-Man and I just let them have the name. Yeah, <laughs> any movie Paul Rudd's ever been in, he's actually the director. It's just nobody else knows it. <laughs> At the time, Paul, Paul Rudd didn't even know it. Like... Yeah, and it's in hindsight. <laughs> in hindsight, Bolton goes, "Oh, actually, I I made all the, like I made all the decisions. I made all the decisions in that movie. Why didn't I, I get paid for it? Mm. Mm. Oh, actually, that that'll look too um, self indulgent. So I'll give it to them. Well, that's he's it, very he's, gracious. He's, he's a very yes. I mean, he's a very he's a very cool guy. Um, so okay, so you're playing the conscience." Of Paul Rudd up against the Sun's emissary Ray. Yes, this is a perfectly normal game. Yes, it um, is. and is this just sort of a series of like debates <laughs> and things? Or yeah, are you, I'm, I'm thinking. I'm thinking. Do you have to decide whether to run like attack ads? I, I'm thinking it's very much like a um, like an Ace Attorney game because I kind of yeah. you know mentioned that in um, in passing. Uh, the idea of being able to actually find little things that, that the that Ray has said and sort of. Oh, like really, for, like like find, ping them gotchas. for Paul to, to focus on, and then Paul can create can craft an amazing sentence based off of the prompt that you give. An him. amazing sentence. Okay, so we're using some sort of Paul Rudd AI sentence generator. Generation. No, it's actually Paul Rudd himself. He, he Paul Rudd will will come in 
And so to anyone who's playing this game, Paul Rudd just shows up at your house. It's always Paul Rudd. Like Paul Rudd is everywhere. He, he, he is everything and every, everywhere. Welcome to Bitstorm, the Paul Rudd Appreciation Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> slash Worship Podcast. <laughs> um, this is getting a little bit out of hand, but... Well, I mean, and ob- it obviously just ends up if you win the game, then Paul Rudd becomes the son. Yes. But here's the thing. And it's just his... It's just a hit up there. He's got the sunglasses on, and he's but just you can't smiling look at it. down. You can't look. Oh, at it. oh, that's the great tragedy, because he's so handsome. But you can no he, longer be looked at. He becomes literally Medusa. <laughs> like you turn to stone. Wouldn't it just be well, that you, it burns your eyes from? Like, oh, uh, I, I think just Paul Rudd's general like um, me- blind you know, Medusa. Then like. You've got the blind. You've got the powers of blinding people. So it's like, yeah. it's a different. It's like, like a sun. sibling. I mean, it's, it's a like sibling the sun too. right now is is definitely actually Medusa that just blinds you. Yeah. <laughs> just don't look at it for too long. But no, it, but it could be nobody's looked long enough without going blind. So like, yeah, you don't know that we're not telling the truth. Exactly. In fact, go look. Go look at the sun. Everyone, go outside. Minutes. Prove that the sun is Medusa that blinds you instead of turning <laughs> you into stone. I don't know why it's still Medusa when it's not even the same powers. All right, I think we should click again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm having fun. Uh, yeah. Okay, we have the word decade. Accidental. Oh, an accidental decade. That's fun. Is it like a? Is it kind of like a like an MCU snap situation? Ooh, it's like it's something simple. Like it's a calendar error where it turns out that over millennia they they'd actually you know missed out on mm. all this time, and they have to make up an extra decade. Wait, just like in the accounting of it through calendars? Yeah. In the accounting, kind of like our podcast accountants. It's it's mm. the. It's the um, so, so, so celestial. So basically, it's like a leap decade. Leap decade. Yeah, it's a decade that happens once every billion years or something like that. Right. And so, what? I mean, what are the implications of that? Then? Well, I think it's kind of like the purge. <laughs> that there's no rules <laughs> for ten years. <laughs> for ten years. For ten long years. <laughs> so maybe we'd like. <laughs> <laughs> The leaders just don't know what to do with it. They're like, but this is like, it's just this unknowable time. We can't count it. No, because... We just have to wait until it ends. Because it turns out that the symbols, like, the numbers kept on going. Like, mm. it turns out that the numbers were supposed to go to 3,000. And they just went 299.1, 299. Is it... <laughs> yeah, well... I was going to say, is it 2020? Like, the, the, the grand year of 2020 that everyone is so fond of mm. remembering... That never that never seemed to end at the time. Maybe it did, and it just it didn't. It went for another ten years. Yeah, twenty twenty just went for another ten years. Um, so I think that we come in, and it's the end of the decade. I was going to say, I think maybe you've got a prologue again of of like sort of the discovery of it and the announcement of it, and then yes, we come in to see the aftermath. We're like nine years in. And to the accidental decade. And and we're we're getting to the point where now, like, things are supposed to go back to normal. This was so only much supposed has to changed. La- yeah. This is only supposed to supposed to la- last a decade, but there's entire like, you know, wastelands and mm. all this sort of stuff. Like Yeah, what can happen in hunger games up in this bitch. What can happen in nine years <laughs> of the purge based like society? 
Well, um, I think people would have got bored of the purge after the first like month. So, so I mean, like all that was left was murderers, or and and, and survivors, like people and, who. Well, as as what quite often happens in these things, you know, people who were protecting themselves that became accidental murderers. Right. Yeah, I mean, it's very survival of the fittest for that time, I suppose. Yeah. I mean, it also depends if you want to go real philosophical about it, like what you believe about what humans will actually do, you know, in the absence of moral, you know, certainty. Yeah. Because if this is like... The whole world decides that we just we're going to use this accidental decade as a cultural reset, yeah, and abolishes all laws, religion, institutions. Um, what I think is some some stupid man at the start tried mm. to say because of this lost decade, it's no longer YOLO, it's YOLT because you only live twice, and then okay. he and a whole heap of other ones, all the stupid ones, kind of got. Well, killed when they were doing yeah, essentially stuff. all the flat, all the people who would have believed that the Earth was flat, um, they, they literally, they, they literally they tried just, to go to Antarctica. A, they heard a catchphrase of "You only live twice" and just believed it without any shred of evidence. And they so all were like it's okay if we die, we will live again. Yeah, so that they all headed down at the same time from all different points on you know the outer edge of the circle out to Antarctica. Um, hoping that they'll, they'll look off the edge into the there, void. There is no way that that you know NASA can actually stop them from getting getting to Antarctica if they if they do you know fifty million <laughs> ships all at once. Wait, so <laughs> are you saying? Oh, because you know that that's what they believe. That Antarctica is literally a ice wall around. Oh, no, no, the entire, I know, I know a lot of the bullshit. The entire they plate. I'm just. I'm, is <laughs> the point right, here I called though? It a plate. Is the point here though that? Up until this accidental decade, they believed that they couldn't do this previously because NASA would stop them. Yes. Okay. Yes. So they're like, all right, NASA's gone. Any any time that they try to do it. We're like, going to tip this bitch over. We're going to all go to one side of the plate. Oh, my God. They're all going to go to one side of the plate and tip it all over. Because, they're going to tilt it. Because there's a grand conspiracy to keep people spread out across To not tip the, the plate. Oh, my God. that This is exactly why NASA has been doing this. Welcome to Bitstorm, a flat Earth <laughs> podcast. <laughs> we're, we're just hit, we're just hitting all the fun. This this podcast. I mean, we have to redefine ourselves. We're getting close to three hundred. We've been doing this for a long time. We need to find our new niche. Um, Paul Rudd is the Earth, and he's flat. He's flat. He's got sunglasses. We're going to tip him. Well, over. We can't look at him because of you know we'll get blinded. I mean, we can't and get far enough away to look down and see. Oh my god, it is so awesome, isn't it? Like, okay, tilt, tilting the earth. I like tilting the earth. Um, were they right? No. Okay. Turns out they <laughs> were. They were not shut right. That down immediately. <laughs> no. No. They, good. Okay. So it's more of like a little sub story. Yeah. Of of how all the stupid they, people died. Technically, they all disappeared, so we're not sure if they mm. didn't just fall off the edge. Mm. Like it's it's mm. just an unresolved plot, plot point from kind of like. If if you look at the at the start of um, the Fallout games, mm. where you know you're born and then you're then you see like an argument and then you see a birthday party, yeah, you and sort of see these little, little moments. And then all of a sudden, you're 18, and yep, you and know, the game begins. I can imagine that you see the prologue and then you see little points. Of yeah, you see like news reports, or you see well, or maybe they're not. I don't know. In a world, in a world where all institutions have shut down, is 
is, are there news reports anymore? Is there still technology, or is it just like whoever's left is still using what technology still works? Literally, because people could do whatever the fuck they wanted. Yeah, there were some people who were who were like, "No, I'm going to keep keep doing podcasts and keep like." I think podcasts maybe there's become like the new. Maybe, I think there are still news stations, but there there's these turf wars around who runs them. Yeah, so they're constantly shifting hands. You never know, like how accurate or 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 what um, agenda the people running it are going to have. So, when this game starts. We've got a prologue, blah, 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 blah. When it actually starts, starts. Like, Act 1, it's a month to go. A month to a go. A month to go. All right. And, and it's played over this month and the first month of the of the, of the new, new world order. Of 2021. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and so they're trying to figure out, like, oh, shit, well, this has gone so far off the rails. Yeah. How do we bring it back to some level of structure? Well, I think... I think Different groups have taken, like, I'm, I'm sort of seeing different groups have actually taken it upon themselves to say, no, we're, we're the rulers of the world and we, we mm. will be, you know, the rulers going forward. Well, I forward. think there was almost some worldwide agreements at the start of the decade between all the different countries of, like, at the end of the decade, like, here's what's going to happen. Here's how the, like, power, transfer of power is going to come back. Mm-hmm. To you know, to those who had it before, because they were the ones who wanted to set it up. But of course, they're so all much gone has happened. Now. They're gone. Nobody actually wants to go back to the way it was before. But there are these like legal and political things that are coming back now of the people who say no, we should honor those agreements, and others who are saying no, like they're not valid anymore. The world has changed too much. I've just noticed as you're talking and it's feeling kind of poignant and things are moving up. There's music in the background. Yeah, we've that got is like, like a quartet or something. <laughs> oh, it, low, it literally is a live quartet down there. Oh, and see, and they finish, and that's the end of our game. So, I mean, that it was sort of like it was uplifting, and it's mm, like the new know, world. The new world. Um, I think we can call our episode from Pax there just yeah, for the moment. I think I think that's a good point to end it. And we, I mean, look, they're playing us out. Yep, we're being played off the stage. <laughs> so, um, thank you for joining us for this special PAX episode that will fall somewhere around our 300th. Uh, we had a lot of fun here. Yeah, this is Saturday. Saturday we, at PAX, we're going to do a few more recordings recording. this weekend, uh, including number 300 um, at some point. so Because the podcast accountants, basically, we're, we're still talking with Andrew. The one that we got tied up in the basement. Is that his name? Uh, yeah. I'm pretty sure it wasn't. But <laughs> That's fine. We got another one. Um, they actually shapeshift, so, you, you know. They're, they're really unnatural. You, you can't mm. actually look at them. No, you have to look at them like the corner of your eye. Yeah. Add your peripheral vision. Uh, anyway, if you want to find the rest of our episodes, uh, go to podchaser.com slash bitstorm and uh, check them out. Leave us a review. Tell us what you thought of our games. Yeah. In quotation marks. <laughs> <laughs> Our games in question marks. <laughs> um, yeah, and if you like the song that we that we've been playing during this episode, um, <laughs> check go, out, go I don't check know out what some called, <laughs> uh, It's can, nice. Yeah. Oh look, we've been applauded because what we've been saying is amazing. So, so um, uh, if you like the song that we play, that we play at the start and end of each episode, that song is Mount Defiance of the Containment Failure. By the Bank Rudas. By the Bank Rudas.
I don't know. I'm just... I'm ripping. That's right. So thank you again for joining us this week on Bitstorm. I'm Ben Slinger. I'm Travis Scott. And all hail Polarod. Polarod.